We're here to continue in Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 11, Chapter 22, The Elements of Material Creation. Krishna speaking to Uddhava. And uh, beginning with text 31, uh, answering the question of Uddhava, uh, 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 beginning with text 37, excuse me, answering Uddhava's question, Krishna has begun to describe conditioned material existence. He talked about those who'd gotten lost in speculative argument, even though in some sense they're all correct. They endlessly argue with each other. They all have some element of the truth, so... Uh, and therefore, uh, winning arguments is their main thing, and they forget the purpose of their philosophy. Uh, and therefore, get diverted. Uh, so those people are those who are diverted by engagement in jnana, search of knowledge. Now, 36 to 35, would have asked to describe the course of those diverted by karma. Uh, to the activities. So at 37, Krishna has begun that, uh, that ex- explanation uh, and has been telling us how the subtle body, the person, the, the, the atma, connected with the subtle body, travels from one material body to the next. And, we, and here it says the subtle body means also the senses, uh, uh, in their subtle form, uh, manas, buddhi, ahankara, mind, intelligence, false ego, chitta, contaminated consciousness, and also the powers of the of the senses. Uh, and uh, so the soul travels in the mind, uh, which is bound to the action of fruit of work, uh, goes goes with it, and. Then described, the mind appears to come, because it identifies with the body, the objects of the senses, uh, appears to come into being at the time of birth and to go out of being at the time of death, and thus cannot, in this one life, under, understand its past or understand its future. Uh, and then it describes absorbed in karma. In 39, it's been described as absorbed in karma, becomes absorbed in the pains and pleasures of the new body. Uh, because of that uh, absorption and uh, into this particular identity, the body completely forgets the previous body. And so, therefore, that total forgetfulness is called death. And birth is just the identification with a new body. It's all mental, actually. And you accept this new body the way you accept the experience as it happens of a dream or uh, what's called here a uh, a fantasy or a daydream. Uh, The word in in Sanskrit is manorata, uh, the heart's desire. 
So now, continuing that description, the uh, text 40, the last text, began with, uh, uh, well, uh, ended with yata swatna manorata. He identifies with this body as one identifies with a dream self in the dream or with the self undergoing an intense uh, fantasy. So now we go on to text 41. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So 41 uh, begins uh, with the same uh, words uh, Svapnam Maroratam Chittam Praktanam nasmaratiyasau tatra purvam ivatmanam apurvam chanupasyati. Just as a person experiencing a dream or daydream does not remember his previous dreams or daydreams, the person situated in this present body, although having existed prior to it, thinks that it has only recently come into being. That's the condition. Uh, easy verse to understand. Again, these two, Swapna, dream, Manarata, uh, fantasy or uh, ten-staging. Uh, and he doesn't remember the other ones when he's involved in that one. Uh, so in the same way, he thinks of himself as, uh, uh, you, you notice in this, in this text you have this purvam and apurvam. Uh, purvam, he had a, pre, a pre, in that previous body, uh, but now in this body he thinks of himself apurvam with no uh, 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 previous uh, body. Uh, now, the, the purport uh, in the uh, BBT edition here. Uh, uh, the objection may be raised that sometimes when experiencing a dream, one actually remembers a previous dream. Uh, Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur replies that by the mystic power of Jati Smara, one can remember one's previous body. And as is well known, the exception establishes the rule. Normally, conditioned souls do not perceive their past existence. They think, I'm six years old, or I'm 30 years old, and previous to this birth, I did not exist. In such material ignorance, one cannot understand the actual situation of the soul. Uh, Here's what Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says. Here's his purport, translated by Bhanuswami. Uh, uh, oops, I don't have it up here. Just a second. He says, um, it's, uh, the, he says, the example is given.
Just as the jiva in his present body does not remember his previous gross body, so the jiva involved in his present dream or fantasy does not remember a present dream or fantasy. Sometimes someone uh, called jati smaraha, that is one who remembers a previous birth, sometimes someone called jati smaraha can remember his previous body. But this is not a rule for everyone. Moreover, the jiva situated in his present body thinks himself to be only in the present, even though he did exist before. I am six years old, I am seven years old. This recollection of the previous I is destroyed. He is aware of himself only at the present moment. Now, here in the BBT, they, they uh, cite Vishnu Chakravarti Tatwa, but he does not say uh, the exception establishes the rule. Uh, that's a saying. Uh, uh, and the saying is actually the exception proves the rule. Uh, this saying used to irritate me like anything when I had a teacher in the fourth or fifth grade who every time she said something wrong and you'd give a counter act, uh, counter example, she'd say, well, the exception proves the rule. And that didn't make sense to me. So people don't understand that saying. I mean, it's just a personal little thing that bothers me, but the word proves in the statement, the exception proves the rule, because it doesn't make sense, right? The exception, or establishes, which is a misquotation of the saying. The saying is proves the rule. Uh, Prove is used in an older English sense, meaning test. Like, just north of where I am, you go down I-95 and you'll see a sign to the Aberdeen Proving Grounds where the military tests weapons. It's called Proving Ground. So the, still, in that sense, the word prove to mean text, test is still there. Right? So, so the exception tests the rule is what it really means. <laughs> just, just, I mean, it's not really that important to know that, but but uh, then when it comes to change to the exception establishes the rule, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just wrong. Uh, it's based on this misunderstanding of, 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 of a change in the English language where you don't use the word prove commonly that way anymore. Anyway, this is a personal irritation here. Um, so Vishnu Chakravarti just says, yeah, there are exceptions, but generally people don't remember their hats, lives, jata, smarana is, is not there. Uh, so then, uh, having got that off my chest, <laughs> go back to text number, number 42. Uh, uh, here, uh, Krishna continues, Indriyayana Trishchedam Trivigyam Mahativastudhi Bahir Anta Vidahetur Jano Sajjana Kritya So here he's describing uh, this, this situation of uh, identifying with the material body because the mind 
which is the resting place of the senses. So this is this first word here, indriya, ayana. Now, uh, ayana, of course, also means a way, a chorus, a way of going, like ramayana, ramayana, the ramaya, rama, ayana. Uh, so ayana means a chorus, but it also does mean, another meaning is resting place. Sort of like opposites, but anyway. Indriya ayana, the resting places of the senses. Now we're going to run into a little interesting thing because what is the resting place of the senses? Here in this, in the BBT, uh, they take it as the mind. Vishma Chakravarti Thakur takes it as the body. You can read it both ways. I'm sure the BBT is following other commentators here uh, who take it that way. So, but there were the, the uh, so there's different ways of reading this text. We'll have to discuss that. But anyway, because the mind, which is the resting place, the ayana of the senses, has created the identification with a new body, the threefold material variety of high, middle, and low class appears as if present within the reality of the soul. Now, it just says, because of this indriyayana shistya, because of the creation, and you notice here in the word for word they say, of the identification with a new body, this appears, this trividyam, threefold distinction. And they don't say, not said here by Krishna, what he means by that threefold distinction. Apparently, everybody knew. So here, the uh, BBT, the threefold variety, high, middle, and low class, um, that appears. Vastuni, in the, Vastu means substance or reality. So I'm here referring to the soul. And therefore, uh, uh, this, the, the, so because of the mind, which is the resting place of the senses, has created the identification with a new body, the threefold material variety of high, middle, and low class appears as if present within the reality of the soul. Uh, thus, the self creates external and internal duality, just as a man might give birth to a bad son. Uh, uh, sajjana, uh, 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 but here it's asajjana, asajjana, jana, a person, uh, here a man, a person, jana, sajjana, uh, means a good person gives birth to a bad person. Asajjana uh, becomes the progenitor. So in the same way, uh, here we're talking about the, the soul it's becoming has now come into contact with, identified itself with the mind, now uh, has this uh, threefold identity as if present within the reality of the soul. So it, it, then it creates, when it says external and internal duality, uh, the word is bidda. Uh, it's not a duality in the sense of this opposed to that. It's distinctions and differences. It just creates various 
distinctions externally and internally with which it identifies. Uh, uh, um, so the when Swami translates this, following Krishna Chakravarti Thakur, by creation of the body, which is the resting place of the senses, you can take it either way. You've already it's been discussed earlier how the the, the the subtle body has the senses along with it, so it's reasonable. But here, by creation of the body, which is the resting place of the senses, the states of waking, dreaming, and deep sleep exist in the jiva. So the three, the threefold distinction here, is these three states of consciousness known as waking, sleeping, and dreaming. Uh, uh, so that, that, that is... Uh, uh, yeah, this, this, this is, there's waking consciousness, dreaming consciousness, and deep sleep. It says, there exists in the jiva, he says. Uh, These states cause differences externally and internally. So here, uh, this bidda, differences, and they are like a father who produces bad sons. Uh, uh, so Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says um, let me just look at this um, yeah uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says we'll go back to the BBT uh, purport so this verse summarizes the topic of this by the creation of the body which is the shelter of the senses, the three states of waking, dreaming, and deep sleep appear in the jiva. These states cause differences externally and internally. So it is true. The verse says that these, this threefold distinction causes internal and external uh, differentiation or distinctions. Uh, the external differences are the qualities perceived by the senses like the ear. So then the ear gets all kinds of varieties. And the internal differences are differences appears perceived in the mind during the dreaming state and intelligence during deep sleep. So when there's waking consciousness, then the external differentiation comes about from the, your senses come into contact with the sense objects. Uh, when you're uh, dreaming, uh, it's as though there's an external reality, but they're all really produced in the mind by the dreaming state. In the state of deep, dreamless sleep, here he says, then only there's intelligence. Uh, when you're in that state, uh, you don't undergo experiences, but you wake up saying, boy, I had a great sleep. That was very refreshing, you know, this deep, dreamless sleep. And then, of course, Turiya, the fourth state, is transcendence, the, that, that state of consciousness in which you are conscious on, on all three con- conditions. It's the fourth, Turiya. Uh, so that's why this, this threefold distinction is, is there. Uh, so uh, Vishnu Chakravarti goes on to say, these states are just like a father producing a bad son. 
the 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 external that that's that's what the that's the example in the verse just as a father might create a bad son so the the, the soul who's a good guy who's a satjana produces an asatjana which is this material self which undergoes these experiences uh, whether it's um, here the, this condition of the three states of, of consciousness uh, and, and, and Vishnu Chakravarti says, the example is suitable of the, the, the good father producing a bad son, since the three types of differences created by senses, mind, and intelligence are inauspicious for the jiva. Uh, so, but the other, the, the, in, in the BBT translation, this, this three, they say, with identification with the new body, the threefold material varieties of high, middle, and low class, so uh, they say in, in the commentary here, the wealth, beauty, strength, intelligence, fame, and detachment of different bodies are considered to be excellent, normal, or inferior according to the material situation. The spirit soul acquires a particular body and thus judges himself and others to be high, middle, or low class according to their material situation. Actually, the eternal soul exists beyond material duality, but falsely mistakes the material situation to be his own. Uh, the words, asajjana krityata, are significant. A father may be nature, by nature peaceful, but because, of his bad, because his bad son gets into trouble, the father is forced to defend his son and consider his son's enemies to be the enemies of the entire family. This happens a lot. <laughs> Actually, the son creates the problem, but then the father is compelled to like <laughs> back him up because it's his father, because it's his son, right? Thus, the bad son implicates the father in troublesome conflicts. Similarly, the spirit soul has no intrinsic problems, but by creating a false identification with the material body, the soul becomes involved in the happiness and distress of the body. With this verse, the Lord summarizes his discussion of the difference between the body and the soul. So, uh, it goes back to what Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says. So you see there's two different ways of reading this, this verse. Some authorities say this and others say that. And both of them can be accepted, uh, these, uh, uh, these readings. Now, uh, uh, okay, so that, that kind of summarizes the, the end of this discussion. Uh, now it goes, it goes, it's, it, it shifts somewhat to talk about um, uh, the nature of um, uh, um, material existence and uh, and our. perception of it uh, because of being embodied uh, and we go to a kind of a, a, a deeper level anyway we'll, we'll see so 43 begins nityada yanga bhutani bhavanti na bhavanti cha kalena laksha vegena shuksmatva the translated here, my 
Near Uddhava, material bodies are constantly undergoing creation and destruction by the force of time whose swiftness is imperceptible. Because of the subtle nature of time, no one sees this. So here now the consideration of time as a condition of material, uh, as a feature of material existence comes in. The uh, BBT has no purport here, but actually this discussion continues, so I, you know, it, it, it'll uh, 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 be later. Uh, so here, Nichida, constantly and perpetually, uh, he says, he, uh, uh, indeed, Unga, uh, my dear, is really a way of saying it. Bhutani bhavanti na bhavanti. Uh, Bhutani beings, here it says created bodies or material bodies. Bhavanti na bhavanti. They, they come into being and they go out of being. They exist and then they don't exist. Bhavanti na bhavanti cha. Why is this? Uh, Kalena alaksha vegena, because of the vega, the force, or here the speed of imperceptible speed of time. Uh, Alaksha, it's not perceived. Kalena, Alaksha, Vegena. Alaksha goes with Vegena, the imperceptible speed or uh, transition, uh, yeah, Vega, uh, for speed. Let's see, Vega. Pacho, Vega, huh? Yeah, impetuosity. Uh, vehemence, haste, speed, rapidity, quickness, velocity. Uh, so it means like that. Vega is also the flight of an arrow, a stream, a flood, a current of water or tears, rush, dash, momentum. Uh, all these are the kind of ideas of Vega. You know, Vacho, Vega, Manasakroda, Vega, the force of these senses. So here, by this vega, uh, 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 this is a lecture. It's not perceived. Uh, uh, why is that? Shukshma uh, vat. Because of this condition of being shukshma, subtle. Shukshma sharira, and the subtle body. So this is Shukshma, when something is said to be subtle, it means that it's difficult to perceive, uh, not apparent to the senses or to perception. So shukshma twa, uh, uh, because of being very subtle, no one sees this. Because of the subtle nature of time, no one sees this. Thakur says here, birth and death, Famous everywhere. <laughs> he says, everybody knows this about birth and death. 
It says, birth and death, famous everywhere, have been described. How they exist at every moment in the subtle state is now described to instill detachment. So there's now, now the subtle state of birth and death coming into being and going out of being uh, is being described. At every moment, bodies are born and die. But you can object here, this is in quotation marks. But we don't see a body being born and dying at every moment. And Vishwanath Chakravarti replies, just as time cannot be seen, creation and destruction created by time are not seen. So, uh, they're very interesting to me because this sounds like uh, um, uh, the idea, uh, like process philosophy or process metaphysics, that the ultimate unit of existence, where you take time as, as fundamental, and that reality really consists of unit events, uh, which when they're stable, uh, um, look like things. Uh, but rather, it's, it's not that the reality consists of things that undergo changes, but changes but when they're a little stable become, uh, uh, become known as things. Uh, they said... And Bergson, the French philosopher, had, had this idea. So here we come close to this idea that uh, what he's saying here is that uh, birth and death, uh, there's the, the one that everybody knows about that's famous, right? The, when your body is born and when your body dies. But actually, there, uh, uh, there's things, uh, every moment comes into being and things create and disappear all the time. So how fleeting is this world? You can't grab it. Uh, uh, so that's, that's, that's this transition here to this subtle thing. Uh, material, when it says material bodies are constantly undergoing creation and destruction, yeah, right now. It's not this, right now. Because every minute you're changing. This is also, this philosophy goes back to Heraclitus, the, the Greek philosopher, who made the famous statement, you can't step in the same river twice. But really, you can't step in the same river once <laughs> if you follow out the implications of what, of what he's saying. Uh, uh, because of this, uh, things being alaksha, imperceptible, and sukshma, uh, So then Krishna goes on in, in text 44 to... Um, uh, to uh, elaborate on this with some examples of three things. Yatarchisham sotasamcha palalanam vanaspatehe tataiva sarvabhutanam vayovastadayaktaha he says here, uh, the different stages of transformation of all material bodies occur, just like those of the flame of a candle, the current of a river, or the fruits of a tree. Uh, uh, so this, uh, 
archisham. The word archis uh, means flame. So like the flame of a candle. When you look at the, a candle flame in a windless place, you don't see much happening. But it's changing all the time, right? Uh, and then uh, Shotas, the current of a river, you're looking at the river, uh, it looks like maybe a smooth flow. You may only notice because a leaf is going past or something on the top of it. But the water, the wa- so it looks like just a steady stream of water, but you know the water is passing. New water is coming and old water, but again, not perceptible. And then uh, the fruits, palanam in, in plural, of a tree. Uh, uh, the tree, you're looking at the fruit on the tree, it's ripening at every minute. You don't see it happening. You know, gradually, without your noticing, you know, the fruit gradually becomes ripe. Vanaspati, uh, this is a nice name for a tree, by the way, the lords of the forest. Vanaspati, the <laughs> forest lords. Like the hobbits, huh? the hobbits, the Vanaspati. So, uh, here the BBT uh, says, the wavering flame of a candle sometimes waxes brightly and again becomes weak, finally it vanishes altogether. Uh, But I mean, the examples hold, even if it doesn't flicker and brighten and and dull, uh, even if it's the same, the example holds. The waves of a flowing river rise and fall, creating innumerable shapes and patterns. The fruits of a tree gradually take birth, grow, ripen, sweeten, eventually they rot and die. Those are all pretty perceptible. And I, 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 I think that the point of the verse is more about being imperceptible. Uh, um, similarly, one can easily understand that one's own body is undergoing constant transformation and that the body is certainly subject to old age, disease, and death. At different times of life, the body exhibits degrees of sexual potency, physical strength, desire, wisdom, and so on. As the body grows old, physical strength diminishes, but one's knowledge may increase even as the body undergoes such transformation. So here they're dealing with these things that we observe. But then they go on. Material birth and death occur within the realm of segmented time. Because certainly the segments of past and future and present uh, seem to be there. The birth, creation, or production of material object immediately connects it with a segmented sequence of subtle time within the material world. Thus its destruction or death is inevitable. The irresistible force of time moves so subtly that only the most intelligent can perceive it. Just as the candle flame gradually diminishes and the flowing currents move within the river, or as fruit gradually ripens on a tree, the material body is steadily moving toward inevitable death. The temporary body should therefore never be confused with the eternal, unchanging spirit soul. This is all very true and... uh, 
good, but but Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, I think, takes us a little closer to this kind of subtle point that's being made here. Vishnu uh, Chakravarti says, though creation and destruction cannot be seen, because that's what this is talking about. The, the unperc- what's, you know, the words are in the previous verse. The imperceptible and subtle. They can be inferred by conditions. Examples are given. So you can't see the changes, but the candle flame by transformation, you you see little things happening, you know what's going on. A little flicker in the candle. The river by movement and the fruits by form undergo change of state at every moment by the force of time. Similarly, conditions of age, infancy, boyhood, youth, and change of strength, desire, and skill occur in all beings. They are being created and destroyed at every moment, inferred because of a change of state from one to another. This can be inferred by the candle flame, which changes at every moment. He focuses a little more closely. I mean, they're they're following him too, but BBT want to make this preaching point. (laughs) <laughs> about the temporary nature of everything uh, and how we're all uh, moving on toward death and so on. But, uh, but here, this, this, this shukshmatwa, the almost perpetual and nearly instantaneous creations and destructions that are taking place in a candle flame, a stream of water, and a ripening fruit are all, are all imperceptible, and we can infer them. That, that these are these are going on. We may not see. I have a pear on my window uh, that's to, to ripen, and I look at it every day. I don't see the change, but after the end of the week, I can see the change. So I assume that there have been changes going on that are imperceptible. That so so our awareness of changes uh, should get down to this 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 level that they're continuously uh, going on because we have time. Okay. Uh, text 45, because this, this kind of sums it up here. So, yam dipor chisham yadvat shotasam tad idam jalam so yam pumam iti nrinam mrisha Notice the repetition of the Misha in this verse. Uh, uh, now, uh, the, the, the Sanskrit is very compact, and so when it's translated, it's fluffed up a bit. Uh, because... Uh, um, Although the illumination of a lamp consists of innumerable rays of light undergoing constant creation, transformation, and destruction, a person with illusory intelligence who sees the light for a moment will speak falsely saying, this is the light of the lamp. So let's just take it that much. Saha, I am, Dita Archisham. Just as this appears like the same light made of uh, the archi, the, the radiance. 
I mean, we would say, you know, nowadays there's a stream of photons, a constantly changing stream of photons going on, uh, or uh, one wave after another, if you take the wave theory of light or the photon, or it's both, they tell us. But it's a constant stream of things. You see just the light. So see, it really is on this, this very particularly subtle level. Uh, although the illumination, so they, they, they open it up a little bit. Although the illumination of a lamp consists of innumerable rays of light uh, undergoing constant creation, transformation, and destruction, a person who see an, a person with illusory intelligence, this is do you see this word, Misha. Uh, 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 which means false, wrong. Misha uh, Gi and D statements and thoughts. Uh, these people, uh, that person will say, uh, uh, "This is the same." Saha ayam dipaha. This is the same lamp. Uh, it's like as he's quoting him. This is the light of the lamp. So he sees that lamp for a moment, will speak falsely, uh, saying, uh, and then it goes on to the next, Soyam dipor vicham yadvat, shrotasam tad idam jalam, and the same uh, with the flow of water. As one observes a flowing river, ever new water passes by and goes far away, yet a foolish person observing one point in the river, falsely states, this is the water of the river. Uh, uh, similarly, <laughs> uh, although the material body of a human being is constantly undergoing transformation, those who are simply wasting their lives, this is this Misha Ayusham, because one meaning, one meaning of Misha is false and another meaning is useless. Uh, those who are simply wasting their lives falsely think and say that each particular stage of the body is the person's real identity. Vanuswami uh, uh, translates this. Although the flame is constantly changing, foolish people say this is the lamp, uh, the light of the lamp. Though the river is continuously changing, foolish people say this is the water of the river. Similarly, although the material body of a human being is constantly changing, those whose lives are filled with lack of discrimination say, this is so-and-so. They lack discrimination and the words to uh, express it. Now, just, uh, we're running out of time. Let me just read the... uh, uh, the purport. Uh, here. He says, Vishnu Chakravarti says, Cannot, can this not be recognized? The flame of the lamp in a moment produces thousands of light rays which are destroyed the next moment. Though a stream of water in an instant moves far away, in the next moment there is more water and one perceives merely that it is water. 
Similarly, childhood and youth exist in a person, but we do not perceive the change or speak of it. People's lives are permeated with this lack of discrimination. So, uh, yeah, you can't even step in the same body twice. (laughs) That's always going on. So here, the idea of these statements is, uh, anyway, there's a long, long, long report worth reading, by the way, uh, uh, the PPT, we don't have time now. Uh, because the, the, the implicit contrast here, which they draw out in the BBT purple, is with the spirit soul. But the contrast is consciousness itself uh, is, is, is different. It's conscious of these things and by, by, by illusory superimposition. Uh, we we put these things upon ourselves, uh, uh, and uh, uh, um, therefore uh, think that I am the body, and and so on like that. So these are the things that uh, uh, that tells us, you know, that that we're changing, we're we're moving, and we should also say so. We shouldn't waste our lives. Uh, uh, thinking that any one of these things is my real, uh, you know, I'm young, I'm old, I'm this, that, the other thing, all different mental or physical states, we identify with them. But if you really get down to it, uh, uh, it's just constantly the, the creation and destruction are, are, are continuous going on. Uh, and uh, we are uh, in this uh, uh, this state uh, of uh, false identification. Therefore, we do not feel comfortable because we are eternal and unchanging. They 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 identifying ourselves with what the opposite of what we are creates difficulty for us. Uh, this is the duality. And therefore, we are always dissatisfied with material existence. Uh, and people are restless and always seeking something else and something else and something else, disappointed in what they've gotten before, hoping for the future. And then as you get old, the future quite obviously uh, seems to be disappearing altogether, and then you're, then you're just bitter uh, and so on. Uh, all of which is unnecessary uh, uh, suffering. So, uh, so the point the, 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 here with Krishna, first he describes the, the 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 nature of material existence and of time and change in a more uh, obvious way uh, at changing bodies, and then we're changing bodies all the time. We have that changing body exhibit. Uh, uh, and it was always interesting. We'd, we'd go out sometimes and put it on the streets, you know, to show uh, this changing bodies, which is to show just as the this is the statement in the Bhagavad Gita, as we're changing body now, boyhood to youth to old age. So similarly, we keep on changing. When people look at that exhibit, here I am, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, <laughs> they like to see where they are. I'm a, on the chart, and it kind of makes the subtle point. As the, at the same time, it makes makes the more makes the more uh, uh, obvious point. Okay, so we'll stop now.
And uh, I will take the phone and I will... Yeah, maybe turn the phone on to... Uh, so we can hear. So that uh, people uh, on the conference call can just uh, press star six to uh, speak and it will be broadcast here uh, and passed on to the people uh, in the studio audience. <laughs> and, uh, and on, if you're watching on Mayapur TV, you can text in a question on the chat form. Namadumal Prabhu asks, please someone have more vacancies. I'm going to shoot a cross by. How to stay on the soul's perspective on a day-to-day, on day-to-day? Question. By Bhagavad Gita, we understand we are the spirit soul entrapped into this present body. Yeah, so how, how, do, how do we have a, on a day-to-day basis have the constant we have certain things we do, which if we just pay attention, we have spiritual activities at the same time. And it's interesting, like, it's just a very interesting experience. If you sit and you chant japa, for example, you do it, one bee comes after the other. It looks like it's an event in time. And as though... It actually puts our consciousness on the on the on the spiritual level. I mean, we identify. I mean, there's two things we do. One thing we do is by by engaging the senses in Krishna's service, we lessen the false identification with the material body and the mind. Uh, we, we can't. We, we can't. We, we what what causes this false ego that I am the body, I am the mind is really sense gratification, trying to enjoy it. You enjoy it, then you also suffer it. Uh, and, and you can't, if, if I am not the body, it's just a hum brahmasmi, these things are just theory. Uh, you can believe they're true, I'm a Hare Krishna, I know I'm not the body, but we will not, we will all experience ourselves as the body or as the mind, even though I believe I'm not, it's because of sense gratification and the tendency towards sense gratification. So that's why we have regulative principles. Uh, And then, uh, so we don't do certain things, but we do have certain things where we engage the senses in spiritual activities and that gives us the paramdhisthva, uh, the, the higher uh, experience on a on spiritual level. Now, if you just take this much of, uh, of, of what Krishna has been saying by itself, uh, and you think that, yeah, the body is, is constantly changing in this way, it's happening on a, on a very uh, microscopic level, the changes are going on, the difference is the spirit, soul, and consciousness. Now, when consciousness is directed to the externally, is directed toward matter, gross and subtle matter, the consciousness seems to change. I'm happy, I'm sad, and so on. 
But when the consciousness is liberated and in its own proper place, then it seems to be unchanging. And for the Maya bodies, that's all you do. You just have consciousness by itself. And because it's the opposite, the idea of spiritual variety seems to them to be an anomaly, almost a contradiction in terms, because they can't understand vishesha. But we can. Uh, and we are, because uh, right away we chant the Hare Krishna mantra, there right away there's variety. There's three words, for example. And we, we keep on changing, but we're focused on the same thing, Krishna. And we find it causes a transformation of consciousness. Uh, and, and as the consciousness becomes transformed, we, 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 we can, uh, the, the false identification with the body and even more so with the mind begins to take place. So if you can give the senses spiritual engagement, as I said, from a Mayavad point of view, that's, that's absurd. Uh, but, but we, Krishna consciousness is about what Prabhupada calls the re-spiritualization of matter. If you take material things and engage them in Krishna's service, then uh, they, they lose their toxic effect. Uh, and so the same activities, singing and dancing, uh, will really put you into in Maya. If you're at some club and, and there's a DJ up there and, and uh, lights are pulsing back and forth and everybody's screaming at the same time and all that stuff, and you go to a kirtan, it looks like it's singing and dancing. But the one uh, frees one from material existence, the other binds one. So you, cha- you actually change, you transform matter into spirit by this activity. I mean, that's going beyond the scope of what's being discussed in this, this chapter right here, but that's the method of bhakti yoga. And it works. And it works. And, and the senses are described uh, as uh, like serpents with fangs because the senses strike at their objects like a, like a snake. But when they do, we get poisoned. We get, in, we get into the toxicity of toxic, toxic poison of material existence. But, but spiritual activities, the, the, sense, the, the senses, they, they lose their toxicity. They become defanged in, in, in that way. Uh, uh, so that's our, that's our whole effort is, is to do this and to maintain spiritual consciousness. And just as Turiya, consciousness is the fourth state. So someone who's situated on a fairly high level of Krishna consciousness can can stay in that state under any conditions. Uh, for most of us, if we go to the temple, if we chant Hare Krishna, we're engaged in directly in spiritual activities. It's easier to get out and go shopping or go to an office and have to do some mundane things. It's harder. Uh, but if, if I, I'm doing this simply as support for my spiritual activities by, by, by using my life energy, the money I make and everything, whatever it is for Krishna's service, then it will, it will work. 
if I got this, if I got the mentality is this is for me and this is for Krishna, then it won't work. <laughs> so everything has to be for Krishna, and then it will work. Anything else? Yeah, I don't know if you can, can just be heard if I... Okay, I'll repeat it. Go ahead. So text number 43, 42, sorry. Okay, let me get it here. Uh-huh. Here, um, you were reading Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's translation or purport? His purport, yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch the... Um, what is, uh, what is, what is, Are you, so Rukmini here in the studio audience says uh, she wants me to repeat the Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's purport to this verse, which is uh, translated 43? 42. Oh, 42? Okay. Yeah, this is where we have two different purports. Uh, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti, well, when, when Baniswami translates it based on Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport, it's a little different. He says, by creation of the body, which is the resting places of the senses, which is, which is, which is what Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, the states of waking, dreaming, and deep sleep exist in the jiva. Uh, these states cause differences externally and internally. They are like a father who produces bad sons. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. He mentions that this verse summarizes the topic. And then he says, by the creation of the body, which is the shelter of the senses. So the term just says the shelter of the senses. So he takes it as the body. Uh, 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 the three states. So his three states are waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. Whereas the BBT follows people who say that the three states are upper class, middle class, lower class, uh, or goodness, passion, and ignorance, or something like that. You know, those three states, uh, higher, middle, and lower. Good, this is here, upper, you know. That's typically we go through and we look at everything. You know, uh, this, is, this is the middle range, this is the high range, this is the low range, where you're looking at refrigerators or people. <laughs> we, don't, we, we usually have that threefold develop that threefold division, uh, uh, medium, high, and low, right on the the knob. <laughs> okay, so this is it's a it's also a pretty universal division. <laughs> but here he says that the three states of waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. These states causes differences externally and internally. The external differences are the qualities perceived by the senses like the ear. So each sense has its object. So externally, uh, the waking, the waking thing, what you uh, are experiencing are the different objects of the senses. Uh, five senses and their different objects according to what the sense is. Then the other, uh, the mind, uh, that's the experiences you undergo when you're dreaming. And then intelligence, uh, the state is deep sleep, deep dream with sleep. Uh, so that, that's this internal differentiation. 
the external is is the, when the when the when the mind is uh, uh, waking, then then we have uh, we have uh, external, then the other two sense the uh, dreaming and and uh, deep sleep. Uh, these states are just like a father producing a bad son. Why that example? Because these three types of differences created by senses, mind, intelligence are inauspicious for the jiva. So how is the intelligence functioning in deep sleep? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not awake to experience it. <laughs> but, but interesting that buddhi is still there. Uh, uh, and at least uh, by the process of elimination, generally it's described that you know you your experience of deep sleep is afterwards you have a sense of refreshment. I slept well. That's usually the example it's giving. So that that leftover feeling of having slept really well. Uh, so you know what happened. But there's obviously no memory of it. Uh, so that's when, when somehow in, Buddhi is still active, uh, but but uh, uh, um, this is this is when it's uh, there still. Uh, how but how I don't know anything more about it. Anybody knows that can let us. Uh, uh, find out. Okay, anything else? That's it. So let's see how far we got. Uh, we got up to text number 40. We're up to 46. So we'll continue uh, this discussion next week, same time, same station. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Mad Bhagavatam ki jai.